America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It is presented by Home Advisor. Now, here's Tom Kreidler. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler, and we are here in Newton, Massachusetts today, broadcasting with our friends from this old house because they've invited us to be a part of the final production day of this project as they complete this, the 39th season of this old house. And today's broadcast is presented by HomeAdvisor.com, your source for finding top-rated home pros you can trust. And with 39 seasons under their tool belts, this old house has been a favorite for many generations of families. And this season's project is all about building for the next generation. It's a 1,700-square-foot home originally built in 1879 and moved to the present site in 1890. The homeowners, Liz and Joe, have a young family, and they've inherited the home from Liz's mom. But what makes this project extra special is that the home is not only being renovated for the next generation of Liz and Joe's family, it's also being renovated by the next generation of skilled tradespeople, thanks to a very special program created by this old house called Generation Next. Coming up this hour, we'll get all the details straight from the This Old House team, including Tom Silva, Norm Abram, and Kevin O'Connor. Plus, we'll hear from some of the very talented apprentices who, after a nationwide search, were selected to work side-by-side with the expert tradesmen of This Old House on the project. Plus, we'll meet the lucky homeowners, hoping this house will be with them for generations to come, and we'll talk to the design pros that help bring the vision to life. So let's kick it off this hour by talking to general contractor Tom Silva and apprentice Bailey Beers. Welcome, Tom and Bailey. Well, thanks, Tom. Nice to be here, as usual. Yeah, so you know, this old house projects are always amazing, but what I think is different about this season is that they're also inspiring. When you see the impact the experience has had on these apprentices, so how'd they do? I think they did great. I think they had fun. Uh, I think they learned a lot of stuff. Uh, they were... They were uh, not complainers at all, which is, <laughs> which is always good on the job site. I guess that was a good thing. And, Bailey, this must have been like going to school for you. This was sort of a very special opportunity to attend this old house university. Yeah, it was pretty awesome to be able to come down here and learn some new stuff. What was it like uh, learning from the masters? It was awesome. I mean, I watched them when I was a kid, so being able to learn from them was extra special. Well, you're still kind of a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You haven't, you haven't graduated yet. Now, you have um, just completed your first year of college in the building construction trades. It's a program in Maine. Tell me about that program. So it's at a community college, and we have a building construction program. We also have fine woodworking, and... We start off our first year and we build a house uh, right from start to finish. And then now that I've done, I've done the first semester of my second year and we did some commercial stuff and some stairs. 
and I'm excited to move on to the next semester and do some cabinetry. And we're doing right start to finish on these houses. And you've seen a lot here from start to finish that you'll be able to take uh, forward and, and share with your with your fellow students uh, in that program. Now, Tom, one of the things that I liked about this season, which was a little bit different, is because you had the apprentices, you had the ability to kind of create segments uh, in and of themselves that were sort of basic lessons. And the first one I saw you do was an explanation of all the tools that they were going to need straight through to and including the tool belts, which, by the way, yeah. look a little bit different now that you're done than when they started. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, we get them started with basic stuff. And, uh, you know, I said to them right at the beginning that this may not be something that you prefer or like, and you'll find over time that you'll you'll go your, with your own belt, your own tools. And, you know, you got to be comfortable with what you're uh, working in because it's a tepty all day long. Absolutely. Now, one of the projects that you had the apprentices work on early on was to completely rebuild the porch. Now, that's a project that uh, most folks that uh, own older homes have to do sooner or later. Those porches wear uh, a lot quicker than the rest of the house, and they start to fall away and sag and rot, and that was what was happening here. But it was a pretty big job for for the first time out of the gate. It was a, a big job, and you're so right. Porches wear out over time. The weather, they're beaten up there. This one had a roof over it, but uh, it wasn't enclosed on the side. So it still gets beaten up pretty good, the sun in the morning. Those are the enemies but we had structural issues so we had to reframe the hole uh, underneath but the big deal was the demolition and the jacking and the supporting they learned to do that and they they ripped everything out and got ready for a new framing and we uh, we went through the framing lessons and they put it all back together and bailey when you heard that you guys were going to take on that project did it feel a little overwhelming at first a little bit at first, and once we got in, we found lots of issues that we weren't necessarily expecting, but I definitely learned a lot, and it would be helpful with any renovations I do in the future. Yeah, absolutely. We found a lot of insects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they need a place to live, too, but absolutely. But just not this porch. Thank yeah. you very much. Not this porch, not this ceiling, the wall, and the sill. And oh, the not the beam, either, holding yeah. up the house. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then there's that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Now, um, one of the things you guys tried to save initially in the porch was the columns, and that's something we all appreciate, the architecture of 100 years past. We have these beautiful columns. You couldn't do that, but I think you didn't know that until you really took it apart, and I noticed that you were struggling because the porch was out of level, it was out of plumb, it was out of everything, and you were trying to, to build it originally so you can get those columns back in. Yeah, we were trying to get the columns back in, but the columns, unfortunately, were just too rotted on the bottom. Uh, you know, if the column is solid, then you can turn a new base and turn it on there and uh, all this. But uh, being built up columns, uh, segmented, it's pretty hard to salvage them. And you ended up using a polyester column that was reinforced with yeah. marble chips. Right, and you never have to worry about that rotting. Those are great columns. We use them a lot. Yeah, look just like the real thing. Can't too. tell the difference. They'll just <laughs> be there forever, though. Now, as is typical of a lot of older homes, a lot of the work you did was renovating to open up walls, including those that were bearing in that new addition. And uh, that's a topic we're asked a lot about. Not an easy thing to do. And you had some issues with floors being out of level here. Uh, yeah, well, the homeowners had an addition put on. Uh, uh, Liz's mother, I think, had it put on oh, 20 plus years ago, new kitchen. But uh, unfortunately, when it was framed, uh, we found out that the foundation was out of level and out of square, and they built the floor to it. So there was a transition point from the family room into the dining room that was a step, 
and the step was like an inch and a quarter. And then if you slid over to the kitchen, the transition from the family room into the kitchen was actually a ramp. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> you had it, opposing forces there. To we do had definitely opposing forces, and it was typical uh, construction where it was built to code. So it was pretty light, and the floor had a little bit of bounce in it. We ended up, something that we didn't plan on doing is taking the whole addition down, restructuring the floor, new walls. The walls had to be made higher anyways, and making a uh, second floor for the master suite. <clears throat> and now it looks fantastic. Another project that you did was you installed a suspended concrete floor. Now, that's something we see a lot in commercial construction, but I yeah. think it's got to be pretty rare uh, for residential, and that was to provide the base for the wood stove. We saw you frame that, <laughs> yeah. drop in some uh, corrugated steel panels. and Those then, panels were heavy. It actually, man. That was a little bit of overkill, but yeah. <laughs> we, we, we had some material left from another job, and we said, you know, you might as well use it. It's not going to hurt. I'd rather overbuild it than underbuild it. Another unique lesson for you, Bailey, right? Something that you wouldn't see every day. Right, absolutely. So what's next for you now that you've completed your apprenticeship here with these guys? Uh, I'm going to finish school and graduate in May, and I'm looking for jobs in the area, possibly working for a builder, possibly working for a lumber company doing some designing and estimating on houses. Well, I guess I, cool. I bet you I know one guy I'll give you a good letter of recommendation. A few people know. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, uh, Bailey, thank you so much for stopping by the money. Congratulations on a, on a great project and a great experience. Thank you. It's always great to be here, Tom. You'll find this old house and ask this old house on your local PBS stations. Plus, for more details and behind-the-scenes photos, visit thisoldhouse.com. You're listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com, coming to you today from Newton, Massachusetts. Just ahead, have you ever dreamed that this could happen to you, that your home renovation could be completed by the very finest tradesmen in America with every moment captured for television? Well, that's what happens to each and every homeowner of this old house project house. And we're going to talk to the latest members of that very exclusive club, Newton homeowners Liz and Joe Delfino, after this. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. 
making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler, and on location today in Newton, Massachusetts, the site of the current project on this, the 39th season of America's most popular home improvement television show, This Old House. You can follow the progress online at thisoldhouse.com and catch the latest episodes on your local PBS stations. And if all this talk of home remodeling has you thinking about your next project, you can call in your home improvement question right now to 1-888-MONEYPIT, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Well, for many homeowners, having a renovation completed by the team at This Old House was a dream come true, and that's exactly what happened to Liz and Joe Delfino, the owners of this beautiful home that was completed today. You guys must be two very happy people right now. (laughs) I just can't believe it. Right? After all of these weeks, to see it all come together must be overwhelming. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, you know, we've been thinking about this house for so long and actually right. walk through it and have it finished. See it done, right? Yeah. yeah. Liz, tell me about the backstory on this house. I understand you grew up here. Yes, I grew up here. I moved here when I was two, actually okay. the same age as my uh, oldest daughter. So wow. that's kind of funny. That's weird, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I lived here through high school and then moved out for college. And um, uh, two years ago, we lost my mom and inherited the house and it just seemed like a no-brainer to move back in. Oh, yeah. And it's a beautiful house. It's a beautiful neighborhood. It was looking at all of the buildings around, saw some beautiful Queen Anne's uh, out there on Lincoln Avenue, and just a gorgeous place. Yeah. Now, um, you had some kind of weird problems with this house that you dealt with, right? One of them was a very strangely placed fireplace. Was, oh, yeah. I guess that was the there when you were a kid. Did you ever even use it? Oh, we did. Yeah. yeah. We would light it for, like, different parties. I got to roast a few marshmallows. Yeah. Santa would come down the chimney and we'd have our stockings there, but really it was, um, freezing. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> even and, with the fire, I think it was even more cold. Yeah. And also Joe, you had a, you had a, a dated kitchen here. I, I made a note that the eighties called and they wanted their kitchen back. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> yep. I mean, it served its purpose for many, many years, right. but you know, it was time to, it was time to fix it up and refresh it. And yeah, the uh, cabinets were kind of pulling out of the wall by yeah, the time it was time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now you worked on some projects yourself. Uh, let's talk about some of those. Joe, I know that the wood stove was an important project for you. Yeah, I you know I grew up having a wood stove, and it's just it's it's just such a nice thing to have in the living room and have you know have that nice heat and um, you know I just I really wanted to that was one of the first things that we decided about this is we were going to do work on it. We wanted to put a wood stove in. And those wood stoves today are, are a lot more efficient. They're a lot uh, safer to do, and you can put them in more places. Yeah, yeah. Our stove is actually a catalytic stove, so it you know it's similar to a catalytic combustor in a car. It reburns all the exhaust and it's really efficient. And Liz, you uh, you actually took a stained glass class, right? Stained glass, stained glass window class and, and built a window for this house? I did, yeah. Um, I returned to this instructor, uh, Michelle, I'm going to butcher his last name, <laughs> Le Hulier. Okay. Um, and uh, I had taken a class with him 10 years ago and did a window in our Somerville house. And then I decided we really wanted to do something like that here in, in Newton. And the best way to do it was to take his class. And it was mostly a studio with a lot of guidance and other people who had done a lot of work in stained glass. So I had a lot of time and was able to complete it on time. (laughs) That's fantastic. And and Joe, you got to work with the master himself, Norm Abram, master contractor, and actually got to hang a bunch of doors. You used old doors. I know you guys recycling and repurposing was important to you. And you actually reinstalled some doors from different parts of the house up here with Norm. Yeah, he had me. He had me um, chiseling out the the openings for the the hinges and everything, right. and we we um, you know took a little tweaking, but we got them all to close properly. And that that's one of those things that it's one of my pet peeves. I, I really 
can't stand doors that don't close properly. I, so I bet it was, that it was, door, it was exciting to be that able to board, do that with That him. door closes perfectly now, and I can tell you it will for generations, yep. right? <laughs> so you guys must be excited about now this house is really ready for your daughter and all the generations to follow, right? Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable that we get to live here and just so blessed. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't seem real, you know? It doesn't yeah. seem like we're actually going to move in and live here, but, yeah. but we are. <laughs> only week, so. <laughs> well, all right. Well, congratulations. It's a beautiful home. So glad you're able to have it restored now for the next generation with the help of this old house and their very talented oh. uh, apprentices. So good luck. Yeah. Thank, right, thank you, you so much. And you'll find this old house and ask this old house on your local PBS stations. Plus, for more details and behind-the-scenes photos, visit thisoldhouse.com or follow at thisoldhouse on Twitter and Facebook. Hashtag TOH Newton. Well, it takes a trained dye to make sure what starts as concrete, lumber, and drywall becomes a beautiful, stylish home, and that's the task of the design team. To learn more about the design work that went into this home, I'm pleased to welcome designer Chloe Rideout. Welcome, Chloe. Hello. So I understand that your firm did both the architectural plans and the design work. Now, as a designer, that's kind of unique, and it's kind of cool, because sometimes by the time you get to the job, all these decisions were made for you, right? Right. Um well, we have a great, you know, sense of communication in the office since we have the architects and the designers in the same space. So in a sense, it, you know, really opens up the realm for possibilities during the construction phase. You have a good sense of what's going on. Um, if you have any questions that arise during construction, you know, it's very easy to communicate with everyone. Um, it's a really good system, we find. So the earlier the designers involved, the better for the final result. Right. That's great. Now, one of the things that you worked on a lot was the tile choices, and, and one of the products you recommended was cement tile. That's not as well known as other types of tile. Can you talk about that? So cement tile is great and has a lot of customization. Um, you can, you know, there was the episode where we got to customize the tile in the mudroom and we got to pick everything from color to the pattern and really make it their own. Really great material for that, which I'm sure Leslie knows. And you actually were using an online tool where you could pick not only the color of the tile, but the color of every piece of the pattern and see it sort of painted in front of you. Now that's pretty cool because I'm sure you over the years have spent many hours in tile showrooms just looking at every piece of ceramic or marble or whatever that's out there to find that perfect tile. And, and even doing that, by the time you get it to the house half the time, it, it doesn't feel the same. You're actually doing that right from scratch. Right. That's sort of how we started the journey. We were looking at what was available in a tile showroom for mm -hmm. cement. Um, and then we were like, you know what, this isn't really exactly what we want. And that's where we came across this brand that let us customize using the online software. Uh, to make sure that, you know, the end result was really what the homeowners and we wanted. Now, Chloe, I saw that you worked in the kitchen a lot. and There was a lot of elements of the kitchen. And what I think was interesting about that process is that you started with a piece of china Correct. that was interesting and important to Liz, the homeowner. Right. It belonged and, to her grandmother. And that's not unusual. People get overwhelmed by the choices when you say, well, what do you like? Well, I like this plate. Can we start building from that? That's a great technique for people to kind of figure out what colors and patterns and feel they want for a room. Right. And, you know, because this house was so much about her family, we thought it was a really good jumping off point for the kitchen design to take the element of blue and a dark blue and, you know, displaying the china and really incorporate that into all the visual elements of the kitchen. So, Chloe, before I let you go, I've got to ask you one question. We could ask this all the time. Folks have bathrooms with well-built tile mud walls, but the colors are awful. We're talking about the lavenders and the avocados and the sunflower yellows from years ago, no longer in style. How do you decorate around that without replacing the tile? 
So I think one of the best things to do is to embrace it and do something a little fun with it. You can bring in some neutral patterns in there. You can maybe switch the plumbing fixtures. So you're doing a fun finish on that, maybe some satin brass. Um, but a lot of the, you know, bathrooms that we're seeing now are really embracing some of those mid-century modern design elements. And a lot of those have those older colors like the avocado, the lavender, the pink. More and more you're going to be seeing you know, an embrace of those funky color choices. So if you wait long enough, it'll come back in style. Fantastic. Chloe Rideout, the designer for this old house. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, if you'd like to learn more about this project, you'll find this old house and Ask This Old House on your local PBS stations. Plus, for more details and behind-the-scenes photos, visit thisoldhouse.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, broadcasting today from a beautiful 1890s multi-generational home in Newton, Massachusetts. And it's where the This Old House team has invited the next generation of skilled tradespeople to help restore it. For the answers to your home improvement questions, you can call us right now at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Just ahead, we'll be joined by Master Carpenter Norm Abram and find out about the projects he took on in this home to get it ready for the next generations. Plus, we'll meet more of the apprentices who are working side-by-side with Norm and the team and inspiring millions more to become the next generation of skilled tradespeople at home. We'll be back with that and much more live from the This Old House Project in Newton, Massachusetts, after this. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Tuft & Needle, makers of the Internet's most comfortable mattress. Want to win a Tuft & Needle mattress, pillows, and sheets with $1,000 for your home? Enter the Money Pit Goodnight Sleep Sweepstakes today at MoneyPit.com. 
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming to you from Newton, Massachusetts today, where the team at This Old House is restoring an 1890s family home to ready it for the next generation. And they're doing this with the help of the next generations of skilled tradespeople. You can catch the next episode on your local PBS station or follow along at thisoldhouse.com. And today's broadcast is presented by Home Advisor. It's the fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project. Well, every season on This Old House, we see amazing transformations of homes, but this is a season devoted to more than that, because what we're seeing is the beginning of what we hope will be the transformation of lives. And that's thanks to a very special program created by This Old House called Generation Next. To learn more about the program and the work being done here in Newton, I'm pleased to welcome Norm Abram and apprentice Nathan Gilbert. Welcome, guys. Hey, Tom. How you doing? So, Norm, this is a home that's being built uh, for the next generation of this family, but it's also being built by the next generation of skilled tradespeople. It's the 39th season. You've been around for most of that. I guess it's about darn time you got some help, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, yeah. What's the experience been like for you? Oh, it's been great having having the apprentices here. You know, we've been thinking about this whole generation next and the, the big skills gap. And all of us who work in the trades um, here as carpenters and plumbers and electricians, we're pretty passionate about what we do, and we also realize that you know there's a serious problem across the country, and that there's not enough people filling these jobs. You've been working a lot with Mike Rose Foundation to raise a, a lot of money. Not only having these guys here, but you guys have raised over a half million dollars so far. Right, Mike. Mike was fabulous. You know, we we didn't have a foundation in place with this old house, so Eric Thorkerson, our president, made an approach to Mike. He talked to me. He said, "What do you think about Mike Rowe?" And I said. You know, I think his, his mission is global, even bigger than ours, and he would be a perfect fit, I think, if he's willing to do it. So I went out to Colorado, met up with him, and uh, it was, you know, he was on board right away, which was great. And he's already got, as you said, a half a million dollars scholarship money. We're raising more now to give him probably in the January at the Builders Show. We hope to do it again. Well, that's fantastic. Now, Nathan, you're uh, one of the first beneficiaries of, of this program. You're a second-generation Finnish carpenter, third-generation Navy CV. What's it been like to learn from the masters around here? I say it's been incredible. It's like a dream come true. You grow up watching the show. Right. To finally work Next to him, it's almost surreal and almost kind of flies by. I was talking to uh, one of the other people who works for Charlie Silva, Mike, and it's almost like you can't really enjoy the situation because it's like it's not even real. But to work next to them and learn what they have to offer – and be here every day on a job of this caliber has been it's been incredible. And Norm, for most of this season, um, we've seen you guys sort of holding classes for the apprentices. I thought that was very interesting because in the past we've always seen you do pieces. I'm going to trim this door, or I'm going to fix mm-hmm. this squeak, or whatever it is. But this season we got to see you guys actually hold a class on how to frame a wall, for example. Sure, we had these classes. Tommy did several. One of the ones that I did was framing 101. Right. So we got the three of them together, and we. We were up here on the second floor of this house and building a cross wall that would define part of the bathroom and the master bedroom closets. So what I really wanted to do is, you know, just pick out the important things from a perspective of step by step. So right. lay out where it's going to go. Learn a little bit about laying out the spacing of the studs and how you mark the pieces as you go. And the one that I really was concentrating on the most, I wanted him to understand the use of a 
plumb bob rather than a level. <laughs> and to use yep. the plumb bob to set the marks on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And that's always the way I was taught, taught to do it. It's foolproof. I don't think it gets used enough. And so I try to pass that along. And then when it came to cutting, there's a lot of different techniques. I mean, some carpenters will stack up a dozen two-bys on edge and mark them and gang cut them. Well, I figured, you know, they're not probably not at that level. And I was never at uh, that kind of a carpenter because I think I go for a little more accuracy. So I right. showed them how to make a basic stick so they didn't have to measure every single piece. And that by making one mark speed square, they would get a nice square cut. So we nailed it together. We put it up. And that's what it's all about. You know, you start with a pile of lumber. You learn how to lay it out, cut it, put it together, and put the wall up. And, you know, you can do it once. You can do it a thousand times. There's still something about it that's very satisfying. Absolutely. I mean, that's when you see the walls go up on a house, a lot of folks think, oh, gosh, we're almost done. You know, <laughs> they have no idea how much work right. follows yeah. those frames. That's right. That frame. But now, Nathan, as a finished carpenter, framing was probably something that you didn't do as much. What did you learn from these guys? You know, like Norm said, you can do it in mass quantities or you can take your time and the attention to details, which I do see in doing trim work and finish work. But, you know, you need to be just as accurate framing as you do with finish work because it, one thing is just another layer, yep. all layers on, on itself. And uh, to take the time and do it right with the plumb bob and make sure each cut's accurate, you know, that's, it, it's the roots of everything and it's very important. Norm, what surprised you about working with the apprentices? You know, a lot of times we assume things that, that we do every single day, but, but sometimes you're, you're surprised with something that they find amazement in. Well, I think what amazed me the most about this group of three that we've had here is, you know, I, when I was working with my father, <clears throat> we used to get the top graduate out of, like, the Wista Tech School. Right. And they would come on the job site. And they had a bit of an attitude. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, I went to school. I know how to do all this. I right. $25 an hour. I said, whoa, wait a minute. You know, it's we, you're, learning at school is great. I didn't go that road. I had a father who was a carpenter and did it differently. But learning in school is great. But where you learn the most is on the job site, in the job site conditions. And I was pleased to see all three of them in some interviews that they did with um, our, our director all say that they understood that it was a learning process. Mm -hmm. And that really made me feel good because if yep. they understand it's a learning process, they'll take that throughout their whole career. And that's, that's when they're going to become great craftsmen. Fantastic. Norm Abram and Nathan Gilbert, thanks so much, guys, for stopping by the money, but telling us about this amazing experience. You've done amazing work here. Uh, you've got a very bright future in front of you, young man. No, thank thanks you very much. Thanks to uh, guys like this and the rest of the team at this old house. All right, thank you. Thanks, Tom. Great to talk to you again. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com, coming to you today from Newton, Massachusetts, on the wrap day for the 39th season of This Old House. For the answer to your home improvement question, you can call us now at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. We'll be back with more from this old house after this. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor. 
find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. On location today in Newton, Massachusetts, at the site of the current project on this, the 39th season of America's most popular home improvement television show, This Old House. Now, we get to see this program one episode at a time, one perfectly polished episode at a time, but the work that goes into this starts many, many months before you actually see it on air, and it involves a lot of time on the part of my next guest. Chris Wolf is the executive producer of This Old House. Welcome, Chris. It's great to be here. Now, producing a show like this where you've got to deal with not only a construction schedule, but a production schedule for the TV show is a whole new set of challenges that most remodelers don't have to face. Uh, that's certainly true. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is quite uh, an effort for us to make sure that our television production schedule lines up with the construction schedule. But it is the construction schedule that comes first. All of our projects are real-world projects that would be happening, and uh, our goal is to try to uh, follow those projects, to, to chronicle them in much the way that they would have happened whether we were filming or not. And that's a key to your success with 39 seasons. Many shows write the show first, and then they fill in the scenes with what's going to happen. You don't do that. The scenes are happening, and it's your job to let the house and the work and the tradesmen tell the story. Absolutely. And that idea, that that mission, if you want to call it that, has been with us from day one on our show. Uh, it, This old house has always put the work first. It is about uh, whether it is something very specific that... Uh, it's a miter that Tommy's cutting. He's showing you exactly how to get that uh, tight and, to, and have it look right. Or it is uh, the whole project, you know, uh, across the whole board. The work comes first, and we try to take all of our cues from uh, what the craftsmen are telling us, what the what the contractors are telling us, what the project needs, uh, and what the construction schedule demands. And this particular project is very special in the sense that you're not only restoring this house for the next generations of the owner's family, you're creating an opportunity for the next generation of skilled tradespeople by including apprentices in this project. It was a huge part of this project uh, for us to uh, to use this project, this um, this house, as a as an opportunity for us to to bring a couple of apprentices, more than a couple actually. Uh, we've had three apprentices that were here with us full time through the summer, but we've had a host of other apprentices and other trades uh, come through at different times. This project and our show, in, in a sense, really are an opportunity for us to teach uh, those apprentices uh, the skills that they will need in their careers coming, uh, you know, coming up, uh, but also to demonstrate to our audience what it's like to work in the trades. And to some extent, we've always done that, but it's, it's especially important now we model uh, what it's like when you're starting out in the in the building trades. Uh, what is it like on a job site? What what skills do you need to learn? Specific skills, but also you know general skills uh, about running a business, about uh, being on a job site, being in any professional setting. Now, Chris, in addition to giving the apprentices that worked on this project an opportunity to enhance their skills. You guys have actually raised over a half million dollars in scholarships for folks around the country that want to get into the skilled trades. We have, and that's an, another really important aspect of our Generation Next campaign is to fund scholarships for 
people who want to enter the building trades. Um, we need more carpenters. We need more plumbers, more electricians. And that's what those scholarships are meant to do. Well, well done. I know there's a lot of folks that really appreciate that as well as uh, the viewers that have had the opportunity, the privilege to watch the 39th season of this old house. Chris Wolf, executive producer. Thanks so much for stopping by the money pit. Happy to do it. This is the money pit home improvement radio show coming to you from the set of the 39th season of TV's this old house in Newton, Massachusetts. You can watch the progress as it happens on your local PBS station or follow along online at thisoldhouse.com. Up next, Kevin O'Connor, the host of This Old House, joins us with the story of a program that's helping folks who took some very wrong turns in life find new success in the trades. And for the answer to your home improvement question, you can call us right now at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor.com, the fast and easy way to find a home service pro you can trust. You can read reviews, compare prices, and book appointments online. We'll be back with more from the team at This Old House in Newton, Massachusetts, after this. Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler coming to you today from Newton, Massachusetts, where I'm very pleased to be on site with the entire cast of this old house as they wrap up on this, their 39th season. And I'm joined once again by Kevin O'Connor, the host of This Old House. And, Kevin, I can tell that this must have been a very fulfilling project for you guys. Uh, You're making a real dent to close the skills gap and helping a lot of young people find opportunities in the trades. Yeah, it really got us energized to have a lot of young folks come onto the job site. Um, I think they really enjoyed working next to Richard, Tom, Roger, Norm, and those. But seeing um, their energy, seeing their enthusiasm, it's kind of contagious, and it it does actually make you feel hopeful that there is another wave of people who are dedicated to the trades, who are going to do what they have to do to learn these skills so that that knowledge can be passed on. Now, one of the trips that you took um, was to kind of see a Generation Next success story sort of live and in person. It was in Baltimore, and it was a program called Project Jumpstart. And the students there had taken some wrong turns early in their life. Talk to us about that. It is a program set up for, as you say, folks that have maybe gone left or right, taken that wrong turn, um, but they've decided that uh, an opportunity for them to get back on the straight and narrow is going to be provided through the trades. And that's not always an easy step to take. And so Project Jumpstart is there to do a couple of things. They're there to actually give them um, an education. So they're in classes and they're learning things that are important, such as math and writing and those types of things. But they're also learning a trade. So they had guys out on the floor learning how to um, drill through the studs, to run the plumbing pipes, how to actually wire electrical boxes, different skills for different trades. And most importantly, they are being taught what the employers actually want from these kids because they're going to be placed in jobs and they're going to be given good jobs and actually careers in most cases when they get out of the program. Well, talk about transformation. I mean, we say they took wrong terms. Uh, These folks are recovering drug addicts. They're nonviolent offenders. Um, These are folks that have been in and out of, of jails for a good part of their life in some cases. 
and they've really gotten their act together with this program. And the program really sort of holds their feet to the fire, doesn't it? Yeah, because I think if you made those decisions, it's very difficult for an employer to take a chance on you. And right. so Project Jumpstart is trying to show the employers who they've got good relationships with that these kids are qualified, that they've made changes in their life. And the interesting thing is the employers, what they've told the program is, you know what? I'm not actually that concerned with their ability to wire an electrical box or to plumb a house. Right. What they really want is they want a good attitude. Mm-hmm. They want somebody who's going to show up on time and they want somebody who's going to stay there and work hard. And it is a very rigorous program. If you do not show up two or three times for class, you're out. You're out. You're done. That's it. And yep. they just need to know. And they learn that very quickly that a lot of this is about great attitude and getting there to the job site without being late because that's what employers want. Well, great project, great initiative. If there are folks listening that would like to get involved in the trades, uh, what advice would you give them? Well, I think you know it's something that people should consider. There's been a stigma, I think, that's been bad for the trades, so you should realize that there are a lot of very smart, talented people with very good careers. There's a lot of jobs out there that exist that are unfulfilled. So think about it as a viable alternative for college. Kevin O'Connor, the host of This Old House. Great work this season, my friend. Thanks so much for being a part of The Money Pit. Thank you for having us. Always a pleasure to be here. You've been listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show coming to you from Newton, Massachusetts and the home of the 39th season of TV's This Old House. I want to take an opportunity to extend a very special thank you to the entire team of This Old House for welcoming us here today. And if you'd like to learn more about the Newton Project or the Generation Next initiative, visit thisoldhouse.com or follow at This Old House on Twitter and Facebook, hashtag TOH Newton. I'm Tom Kreitler. Remember, you can do it yourself, but you don't have to do it alone.